Hello, everyone. Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of StarWarsPodcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Doing good. Good. Yay. Happy to be back. I feel like yes. I've been here in a while. We're glad to have you back. The gang is all here again. It feels That's like true. it's been like a month, because it, it probably has. Yeah. <laughs> Summer always gets crazy with yeah. trips and Comic-Cons and all the oh good stuff. Oh, my God. Stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about Comic-Con, but how was Naboo? Uh, Naboo was amazing. <laughs> I was in Italy for two weeks, which was so much fun. I didn't get to do, like, the Naboo tours of Florence. I was a little busy running around doing other stuff, meeting friends. But uh, I saw some random cool, like, Star Wars stickers and, like, some subversive Star Wars art around. Like, a cool clothing store that was way out of the way where all the mannequins had Stormtrooper helmets. Like, for mm-hmm. no reason. Um, and also just the fact that, like, everyone's wearing Star Wars t-shirts now. Like, five years ago, you would not see, like, you know, young, cool, hip people at bartenders in the middle of Venice wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. Like, that would not happen. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, Italy was wonderful. Uh, but the biggest thing I accomplished over there that's Star Wars related, which is very exciting, I finished Lost Stars. You Yay! did it! Oh my god. I'm so proud of you. I have thoughts. I feel like, Alex, you haven't finished it, have you? I haven't even, I, I don't even own it yet. Okay. You yeah. need to get on it, Alex. I know. I feel like since we talk about it so much, we should do a Lost Stars episode because I have, like, feelings about things that might be controversial, especially because I know how you feel, Josh. So you about... hated it is what you're saying. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. I loved it, and there needs to be another one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I get... So just uh, last week or last time we did our... Last episode I was on, we did our t- top t- 10 favorite Star Wars characters, and Sienna was your number two, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I get why she's on there for you. Like, she's obviously very complex, and, like, Kylo Ren was on our list, so it's not like our list was just the best people in Star Wars, but I was getting so angry with that girl. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that character. She was so myopic about duty and loyalty to the point of being really, really blind and kind of dumb, and it was super frustrating. I don't know. Um, we should do an episode on it because I feel like I feel like they they do that on purpose because a lot of the book has to do with privilege. Oh yeah, no, I get and, her motivation. Yeah. Like I get why she's like that, but it was not fun like for me i was like come (laughs) on girl like wake up i think you were just angry because you wanted them to get together i just wanted more hookups yeah yeah like the whole time (laughs) you get like two the whole time and they're like precious and sweet and then they're good no back to war and you're like no (laughs) (laughs) but it it was really exciting like till the end i did not know how it was gonna end so it's it's you your praise is deserved it's a great book it's cool because it goes like it could end at jedi but yeah. it doesn't like it keeps going yeah um and then you get to see uh the battle of jakku and all that so yeah it was very that good. stuff's really cool so that's that was my main star wars accomplishment and now i'm kind of motivated to uh keep reading all these books i think i'm gonna do dark disciple next but yes i just especially with that all the clone wars wife. news okay, I just she not read it? she's she's starting it right now oh, oh megan book club <laughs> yeah it's it's so good it really is. I can't wait. I can't wait. Especially since that was supposed to be... That was originally one of the leftover story arcs from Clone Wars, right? That they adapted into that book. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, yes, yeah, and, and now, but we'll get into it. I'm wondering if they're actually going to make it or not. I doubt it. I think no. I think the ones even that though they've already adapted, made some of it. Well, yeah, they also had a um, Darth Maul arc that they made into a comic. So uh, yes. I, I, but we'll get into that. What yeah. have you guys been up to? Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fun, but man, does it wear you out? Oh my god. Yeah, it was like 12-hour days for me every day. So, Josh, much. you were working, and Alex, you I were I was working. Fun. Alex was not, but it doesn't yeah. mean that we're both not tired. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those conventions where you're like, every year, yeah, it's Comic-Con, we're going to do all this, all this, and this, yeah. and you find it out, and you get there, and like preview night, it was from 6 to 9, and by 8, 8 o'clock, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready Dude. to go. So, preview <laughs> night was the worst for me, because me and uh, uh, my coworker, Eric who I spent most of the time with, he, because uh, we had to work the same booth, we got to the convention at 11 to set up. So we went in, total chaos. Like, it did not look like Comic-Con yet. There was just stuff everywhere. <laughs> and we had to help set up for, because the preview night opened at 5.30 for some reason. Oh, they yeah, they always have a scheduled opening, but they typically open early. Yeah. Because randomly they're like, Comic-Con is now open. And we're like, what? But yeah, so like around it, from like for like from like 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., we were just lifting boxes and setting things up and like building things for our booth. And then we had to do a lot of organizing and other things. And then they opened at 5:30, and then we were there till nine. And boy, we were exhausted. <laughs> Even by like 7 p.m., we were both just like. It looked like you know elementary school kids were like our like head in our hands we're just like <laughs> sitting there like about to fall asleep oh, oh God. no it was exhausting every day was like that it i was, was gonna like, say and that was day one actually that's day, <clears> that's, that was day one that's day day point five and then we went drinking that night ill-advised yeah and that, so so thursday we felt even worse um but then we ended up not going out thursday night uh no, just, wait a second. Didn't we all meet up Thursday night? I thought it was I thought it was preview night we all met up. No. Oh, we, no, you're we, right. Yeah, it, it was Thursday, Thursday night, that we and then went we out. hung out for, like, almost a good two hours just at the hotel. Dude, it was so long. It all, like, bled it, together. It was all point. one long day. Yeah. But uh, there was fun, right? You guys Yeah, just there were fun <laughs> moments, yeah. It was fun. It's just it takes a lot out of you because you're you're dealing with crowds. You're trying to do so much. There's offsites. There's the convention itself. There's the panels. There's the vendor. It's just a lot of stuff. A lot. And what's different about this compared to like a celebration where celebration is just Star Wars. So you know you're there for your fandom. Comic-Con is everything. So you're trying to get to your stuff while other people are trying to get to their stuff. And just it's just this big soup of mess and nerd yeah. <laughs> like I don't even know how else to describe it. It was crazy. But you guys did a really good job uh, handing out prize packs and yes. driving them around. How'd that go? That went really well, it actually. It did, yeah. Um, we had people, like, coming to find us in lines. Um, I had uh, people find me, basically, at uh, the booth I was working and come get stuff. Took a picture with a couple of them. Uh, we had a girl who came way too late, but luckily Alex was there, so we we ended up giving her like a patch and stuff. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, thank so you. I was like, Alex, Alex has got something for you, like, because <laughs> I felt bad, you know. Uh, so we ended up hooking her up with some stuff, but um, 
Well, thanks yeah, everyone it, who came out. And, and yeah, it was great. Uh, it was cool meeting everybody. It was cool giving them toys. It was a good time. It was like a good time. Nerdy Santa. Dirty Star yeah. Wars Santa. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Here's a Kylo figure. Well, it was great. There, there, were, there were a few times where uh, Megan and I would hide one of the objects. And it's, <laughs> it's, 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 so, it's so crowded. Say it like that. Right? <laughs> we'd play hide and go seek. Um, but we'd hide something. We'd post it. We'd walk away. And two or three minutes later, it was gone. <laughs> and one of the hard parts that we had was hiding things where people couldn't see because no matter where you went there were people there and i also didn't want to be that really creepy guy that's being sneaky looking around to drop something out of his backpack because (laughs) that could cause issues yeah (laughs) i didn't and that like that was one thing that i I made sure when i packed these up it was in clear cellophane you could see his toys but i didn't want to be suspicious it's comic-con people want to be safe you're but, so responsible. That's very good thinking with the clear bags. It's, you know, I don't want to... If I see a suspicious package on the ground, a paper bag, I'm going to call it out. See something, say something. Yeah, and at least you see this and his toys, you, you walk away with it. But, uh, I mean, we got to thank... Uh, we had an, an anonymous donor from my work who gave us some patches. Scum and Villainy Apparel who gave us some patches to give away to. All of our Patreon people weren't for you guys. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of fun. We met new people we got people to interact with more star wars stuff and uh it was it was a a highlight of comic-con this year for me yeah one of the women who got one of our packages i think she messaged us on instagram saying that like that scum and villainy patch is like her favorite yeah Yeah, she did that is a cool patch too it is pretty cool um but if you weren't able to come to comic-con and you want some patches check out our patreon because we do have our personal long time ago radio patches up as one of our patreon tiers so Definitely go to patreon.com slash radio if you uh, are getting a little jelly seeing the cool things that we've posted <laughs> yeah. at CCC. Yeah, we used a lot of that money to buy even more toys than we already had. So, like, we we doubled the amount of prizes that we were giving out because of that. So, that was very cool. Fun, um, fun. I don't know. Alex, did you do any other Star Wars thing? Like, I, I'm trying to think of, like, anything I did outside of... Uh, I went Comic-Con. on a troop the other day. I'm doing another troop next week. Cool. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just been a lot of, re, you know, recuperating from Comic-Con. All, yeah. all the news that came from Comic-Con. And then just just prepping for uh, now that I finally finished. I caught up on the comics. I finished the Vader, the first volume of Vader, like the first series that they did. I, yeah. It was awesome. But uh, now just just waiting to start on the next book. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, all I, for me, it was literally like Comic-Con, and then um, at work, I'm working on a video about the Millennium Falcon, so like, I've had, I've been like, just burying my head in all these books, trying to just find references and stuff to the Millennium Falcon. I'm sorry, at work, you're making a video about the Millennium Falcon, that's what you're doing at work. That's what I'm doing at work, yeah. Oh, goodness, I hate you. Uh so I've watched like four different Star Wars documentaries at work, like just waiting for the like five minutes where they're like, yeah, when we were doing the Millennium Falcon, and it's like, <laughs> oh, notes, you know. Um, That's so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's what I get paid to do, so it's cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's about it. Although I will say the history of the Millennium Falcon a lot more deep than I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was just going to be like, so-and-so designed it, like, based on this, and that's cool. But there's, like, all this stuff about 
them building the life-size rec- replica of it during the filming of Empire in this like small town in England and like it was uh, it was like super secret and then it got leaked and there's all these newspaper articles about it and <laughs> stuff. I was like, "What is all this? That's I never heard cool. about this." Did yeah. I ever Oh, sorry, continue. Oh, no, I'm I, done. I, okay. Go ahead. Uh Alex, go ahead. I was, I was going to did you guys ever hear about the guys that were making their own life-size Millennium Falcon? No. No. So we were at Celebration Anaheim, and I, I was looking through my collection of Star Wars stuff, and I found uh, I found my uh, the business card they gave me, and it's their website. I'll post it up at some point when I refind it again, but they were building their own life-size, uh, the exterior of the Millennium Falcon in their yard. Like, huh. these guys had land. So, uh, like, they had taken pictures. They are talking to us about it. I completely forgot about it until about a week ago so i'm gonna i'll find some stuff and i'll post it on our facebook page for people to look at i like that Mm -hmm. i like the idea of instead of like you know a father and his sons like repairing a car it's like they're building a millennium falcon in the backyard (laughs) you know you can always buy a car you can't buy a millennium falcon no no you cannot Um, all right i was just gonna ask real quick did they originally plan it for the ship to be long and then truncated or was that something that they conceived of later the ship was originally the tantive four actually oh something i learned uh but then like randomly during the production lucas was like you know what i want this to be the blockade thing like you got like four weeks to make a new ship (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) um but and then but he told them that he wanted it like flat and the the rumor was that he the the note he gave was like he kind of wanted it to look like a hamburger with like an olive coming out of the side or whatever like you know, okay. a toothpick or something. <laughs> and that's why we like that's why it's that shape. But I can't find like I can't find evidence for the hamburger thing. Wasn't it? He had a discussion with someone and he literally made it at the table. He was like, "I want it to look like this," and he put down a hamburger and an olive. Like that's I think the, that's the story. That's the like, yeah, that's the like folklore. But I haven't found like any yeah, that corroborating like evidence for my video, me. so like it's not in there. All right, we like, gotta gotta go to uh, Rancho Obi Wan. Ask those guys; I might know. I've been using a book that the the book publisher I work for has uh, made called Sculpting the Galaxy, Ooh. and it's nice. All these super high definition, beautiful photographs of like all the models and stuff, and then they interview the people who actually worked on them. So like, obviously, there's a big page about the millennium falcon and yeah they talk about just wanting it to be like this flat shape and now and they don't talk about the hamburger story which i've heard before but i don't remember where i heard it from that's the thing yeah, i don't remember either that might um, be one of those things that just got passed around yeah Star yeah it's Wars like the whole thing where like he myth. knew that vader was his father the whole time even though he says he didn't and like you know <laughs> or like the, 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 the the walkers from Empire Strikes Back were uh, inspired by the or the the the, cr- the cranes. The, yeah, the cranes at the Oakland yeah. uh, the Oakland port, the port of Oakland. <laughs> For yeah. years, that was a you know that was a truth, and then they're like, yeah, no, I don't. And it's like no, that's not real. It's not real, guys. Fake news. Made me sad. But. <laughs> so I know. Speaking of news, that's what today is, right? We yes, just today. So today's much. today's episode is literally just going to be like a big news roundup. Because there's so much stuff, just, like, I can't hold, like, I, I don't know if you guys saw this image that was floating around Twitter. It was that meme of, like, the guy who's like, I can't hold all these things. <laughs> and it was, like, all of the stuff that had been announced, oh, like, in the last yeah. week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a special emphasis, obviously, on the biggest news. Yes, I see the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. 
We'll go. We'll go into the news um, right now, I guess. All right. Once again, listeners, you're listening to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you're from the class of '77 or Han Solo was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here. And now on with the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, all right. We got to wait. There's so much. So much. <laughs> so much to unpack here. It's been a very, very big week for just Star Wars stuff. Lots of exciting things. Uh, I, I would say all this is actually pretty exciting. There wasn't something that I don't know. I don't know. I don't get pessimistic about Star Wars news like some no. people do. It was super fun, though, that this first news story that, like, topped Twitter trending. So it was, it's always exciting oh, yeah. to open I saw most. I didn't see anyone upset about any of this. Yeah. I didn't either. I saw mostly questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which it actually raises a lot of questions. So we'll get around to it. So this is not a rumor. This is directly from StarWars.com, which makes me very happy. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine cast announced. Thank God. All right. <laughs> so now we know who's going to be in the movie. Obviously, there's certain people you'd be like, obviously, they're coming back. Like Obviously, Daisy Ridley is going to be there. But we'll just, I'll just read this... Uh, uh, article directly from StarWars.com it says returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, Jonas Suotamo. I'm not sure how I say that. Becky, do you know how to say the guy's name? I I do not, but I want to right. shout out to Ann Lammer real quick, who taught us how to say Donald Gleason, or wasn't it like Tonal? Like Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. I've always heard Donald Gleason. Yeah, I think Donald it's like Tonal, Gleason. as I as she said. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Gleason. Uh, and, and Billy Lord, which I was like, wow, Billy Lord getting front row yeah. uh, name that was stuff. Nice. It's pretty cool. Joining the cast of Episode Nine are Naomi Aki, who has been in like I I looked her up after this, and she was in like some episodes of Doctor Who, and she's done a lot of other smaller things. Um, we have Richard E. Grant. And also Carrie Russell, who Carrie Russell is who we Russell. heard about recently, right? Yeah. What's interesting is that they added her to this article about a day after this was announced. Yeah. So well, it's because people it. pointed it out. Yeah. Well, they I guess like, she had. Where's Carrie Russell? Apparently, her contract hadn't been finalized. That was their oh. issue. Interesting. Yeah. That's definitely like the mo- biggest outside name to be added onto this. So that's exciting. Yeah. I haven't watched The Americans, but th- so some many people characters. swear by it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah. I've heard like season three is not that great, but then it gets good again. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's like most shows. That's a though. lot of shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're always like, oh, that episode wasn't great, but the show's good, you know. Um, goes on. Uh, they'll be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill, Woo! Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams, Billy who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian. This immediately, I was like, Mark Hamill. <laughs> I was like, is he a ghost? <laughs> Heck Mark. yeah. Uh, uh, see, do we want to? guess about that now because my guess is maybe ghost um i'm also thinking we might get more like flashbacks like from you know the era that we've seen already before his competition with mm-hmm. kylo like maybe more oh yeah well now that, that we've had flashbacks yeah. in a star wars film yeah i i feel like a ghost i don't know i'm just so curious well, how- remember he does say see around kid winks at him and then disappears yeah. It would be cool. See, I was thinking like a Daisy Ridley ghost, but you're right. It would be cool if it was a Kylo ghost. Like Yeah, like he was haunting him. Like yeah, he's haunting. Yeah. He's, he's there's that great 
like uh, art image of Darth Vader with his hands, with his head in his help, his sorry, his hands on his helmet, and he's crouched down, and behind him are the ghosts of all the Jedi he killed, and they're just haunting him. Like, can you imagine if they did something like that? But instead of Luke being, you know, vicious, he's just like, I told yeah. you, yeah. I told you. I could, yeah, it, I could see that. That's actually like a super interesting flip that I would love to see because obviously, like, the obvious thing would be to have him come back and like still be talking to to ray but like why she's like she's right. almost sort of completed her she is who she is now and she, i don't really see that she's gonna evolve much in nine i think like, he would I just want to redeem did all that yeah it's well, just a redeeming moment for kylo yeah. i also think that it's important for her and kind of the point of the last story was her relying on the people around her and and, and the resistance itself rather than like kind of like the jedi master kind of relationship i think you know she's going to be closer with jen boyega and stuff like that Whereas I feel like, yeah, the haunting thing, we have not seen that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think, like, Kylo's going to open the cupboard and, like, Mark's going to be there. <laughs> but you know, Mark, like, boo. Could, he could pull off, like, kind of a funnier, like, twinge to that. They both could. So we'll see. Who yeah. Knows? But Billy D, that's very exciting. Yeah, Billy is going to be very cool. Um, I was watching uh, Hello Greedo, the YouTuber, did a, did a video about the this casting and he brought up a, an interesting point where he was like uh the sequel trilogy seems to be about taking these like mythical heroes that we know and like humanizing them mm -hmm. not making them like super you know uh bad <laughs> like in that way which i knew i'm gonna have to bleep that out but i wanted to say it uh you know like you know what i mean like just he was like i would have rolled my eyes in the theater if the force awakens opened with like han luke and leia all right. standing there looking all cool like ready to fight the next thing he's like because that's kind of lame yeah <laughs> well i mean the fact that we didn't so, get to see all of them together i think is a, is, is a cool kind of subversion yeah. of what you would expect um but speaking of the old crew this article also talks about how they're using previously unreleased footage stop for the force awakens um to help bolster the carrie fisher ending um so yeah like uh, uh there's even a quote from 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 uh jj here that says finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the skywalker saga without her eluded us we were never going to recast or use a cg character with the support and blessing from her daughter uh billy we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as leia in episode nine by using unseen footage we shot together in episode seven can, so that's that sounds interesting. Can I say? Yeah, I wonder thing? how they're gonna edit around that. Like, I was like, is she? I part of me is like, okay, that means she'll probably barely be in it. But well, they are. Well, who was it? It was um, John Boyega who already hinted that they might be doing a, a time jump. So you might see maybe they're having like a, a funeral for her, and it's yeah. it's hollow images of her life. Maybe. Um, mm -hmm. What I was going to say is in that it's, it's interesting how he says to find a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga. So I know just putting it out there because I know people were like, oh, it's Carrie Russell, you know, Ray's mom. And I kept seeing people being like, well, she could still be a Skywalker and all this stuff. I, no. I think this kind of solidifies the fact that this is the end of that storyline. Let it go. Let yeah. it go. <laughs> this is, it says conclusion Wait. to the Skywalker saga. The, the storyline of this the of the skywalker family it's done with this movie yeah or at least which is good at, yeah 
I don't. I don't think that uh, this means that we will never get episode ten because I think that's just like ten years from now. We're obviously going to get ten, like episode ten. Sure. Like that's just going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But it won't be about Skywalkers. No. Right. And I think that's sort of interesting and cool. It is. Cool. And I'm ready for like you know that 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 Johnson trilogy, and I'm ready for all this other stuff they're going to do. So. Yep. The only thing that made me sad about this announcement, because I great, I love everything I'm hearing. Is that this movie's like a year and a half away? I know. <laughs> it's like, but I want it now. But at least we know, as of this recording, they start filming in what two days? Something like that. Yeah. August first, they, they start filming. Yeah. Oh so goodness. Wednesday this week. So Wednesday of this week. So have a little party, being like somewhere out there, they're filming Star Wars right I know, now. And then we're gonna start seeing drone images and yeah i'm so, gonna have to just stop being on the internet for the next year and a half so did you i i don't know if you've seen this it was the uh one of the people on the production team they posted a picture of an old nokia phone and the rumor is that cameras on phones are not allowed so any production phone has to be camera less like there can't be anything so they like just that. have those like super indestructible nokia yep. phones basically that's mm-hmm. legit that's a good idea that's pretty cool actually right yeah yeah, dude, those phones are like they're fossils. Isn't and they're, there one that got like blown <laughs> up by an IED and it still worked or something? Like, they're insane. Having just been to like a bunch of really nice like old monuments and museums and stuff, I wish everyone had to just have old block Nokia phones, like <laughs> throwing elbows to get an iPhone picture of every single freaking thing. Oh my gosh! Throwing elbows. I have not I'm heard of that in it. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's next? All right, moving on. Uh, Paul Bettany doesn't understand why Solo bombed. Word. Yeah. I mean, I know why, but <laughs> it's because uh, people are terrible. Yes. Um, he says, he said this uh, op- openly to MTV. Wal- waltzed. Oh, yeah, this is a UK. Okay. I was like, waltzed? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, all right. At San Diego Comic-Con about his frustration as to why the film bombed. And why there seems to be so much hate toward it. So he said, uh, I loved the movie. I went to see it and I loved it. I knew uh, some real dyed-in-the-wool nerd fans, Brian Adams, for instance, who was like, it's so fantastic. I love it. And then he went to see it again. I took him to the premiere and then he went to see it again. It was confusing to me. I thought the story was so great. I thought the execution was so great. So it was surprising to me. Um, it's also peculiar being in a movie that makes hundreds of millions of dollars and people say it's just not enough. Yeah. The thing, I mean, the, 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 uh, just real quick, like the uh-huh. term bomb we're using is really aggressive. Yeah. I told people like, I'm like, you know, it made more money than like ready player one. Right. Yeah. It, it, it I mean, it didn't cr- crazy outdo I, its budget, but it did make more money. Than I think, budget. I think also like a lot of it had to do too with the like quote unquote empty theaters that people were entering. Yeah. And that's just because there were, like, Disney has these, uh, especially with Star Wars, they have that whole thing where, like, theaters have to have four screens for, like, a whole month that only play, you know what I mean? That whole thing. So it's, like, maybe it just got spread out so much, like, there that just the theaters were mostly empty because there were so many screenings going on at any, any given time that, People could literally kind of walk in and seat at their leisure. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, there was a. It was like the ninth highest total ever for theaters that they were opening in, which is just too much. And you know, it's also just way too close to the last film. Like I think a lot of people didn't yeah. even realize it was out yet. Um, yeah. But you know, all of that, I just don't want that to get confused with what Paul Bettany is saying, which is that. 
the film was great. <laughs> like, it's a super yeah. fun movie. Um, he yeah. said, he also, he goes on, by the way, he says, the thing with Star Wars is eventually everybody on the planet's going to see that movie. <laughs> and I'm really proud yeah. of it. Yeah. And I loved playing Dryden Voss. I loved him. He's delicious. Ooh. He was an awesome character. You're delicious, Paul Bettany. <laughs> Paul Bettany's a cool guy. I love Seems Paul like Bettany. Guy. Seems like a cool guy. He he. It's what's cool because he's really good at playing like, uh, like you know, a likable character. But also, uh, he's very good at playing a villain. Um, love like, him and nice not many deal. people can do that. Like uh, you see a lot of actors in Hollywood, and it's like they're a villain like all the time. True. Hey, he's the yeah. Vision. He is the Vision. Yeah, right. he is the Vision. I loved him in the underrated Wimbledon romantic comedy set around Wimbledon. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next news, Comcast drops Pursuit of 21st Century Fox, clearing the way for Disney. So I've seen a lot of opinions about this. And I can't help but agree with a lot of them at the same time. While while this is exciting uh, in that Disney might now have the actual distribution rights to, like, the original cuts of Star Wars, and they might have... You know, the ability to make X-Men and Fantastic Four properties and, they, you know, all that stuff. There is something to be said about, film, like, the whole film industry in general, kind of. Like, I saw someone, uh, this one YouTuber I follow who uh, does a lot of film stuff. And he was talking about how 21st Century Fox and, like, Searchlight and all that released, like, 30 films last year. And Disney only released, like, eight. And he was saying that, like them buying this means that we're losing we're pretty much going to lose possibly like 30 films a year like there just won't be as many movies in general well that's a that's a i don't know that's a curious way to look at i don't i doubt they're going to dismantle searchlight I can't imagine. I would hope not. I imagine you know? they're going to keep the independent arm, um, film arm, up and running. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure as if it's going to be. I, I mean, obviously, there's something to be said about what's happening corporately, globally, which is, you know, a combining of these huge conglomerates that initially makes you think, oh, no, that's less competition, that's less. But, like, when it's something like this, we have to we have to remember what else is going on in the market. You have your Netflixes and your Hulus and your everything else. So it's like. They're also putting out new film content. I think what we want is a powerhouse that's able to get butts and seats to keep theaters alive, you know? And Disney is doing that, is keeping theaters alive. So, I don't know. I'm not quite so doom and gloom on that kind of front. Um, I mean... I can sort of see the opinion. Like, if you are someone like him who goes to the movies all the time, like the possibility of having less to see is sort of see but that just seems i'm not sure if that's accurate though i'm well, not sure i mean it might not yeah. be i mean that's i a, hope it's not i think that that's an, the extreme case i don't think it'll happen but I, I could kind of see that the fact where if you know they're, they're planning on doing say they're planning on doing new alien movies in the future which hopefully at some point they do again um you i thought they were well, uh, the prometheus movies you're not counting those oh. right Oh, I would. I, I liked Prometheus. I, Prometheus was okay. The Alien, the most recent one, I was kind of bummed out about it, but that's a whole other story for another day. Are um, you going to buy the Dark Horse comic, Alex? You heard about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my only concern would be, not that they'd be that there would be a monopoly, but if you start having a few companies holding all these properties, 
you may sure. not get as many out. Like Disney could say all of a sudden, hey, you know what? They were planning on doing a whole trilogy of alien movies, but we don't want to uh, cannibalize our own market. So let's just do one this year as opposed to the, you know, the yeah. two we were going to do. So that's but my I'm, only concern. Not that I think it'll thing. happen. They've they've owned they own a ton of properties already, and I don't see that happening. I mean, someone please argue with me on Twitter about this, or or kindly inform me. Debate me. Do it. Um, <laughs> kindly inform me because they've been acquiring stuff forever, and the only thing I mean, yeah. all I've seen in terms of Star Wars is they've upped the content amount, not you know diluted it in any way. Sure. But that's obviously what example but well i've heard someone else put it this way that like and not because of this but like uh just disney in general they were saying that like disney only releases like you know maybe like eight movies a year but they're all big movies and it's because they like in a way they kind of just want the only time you go to the movies to be one of their movies yeah which is and, and when I think about it, as someone who doesn't get to go to the movies that often, I'm like, most of the time, I'm either seeing an Avengers movie or, like, a Star Wars movie, you know? Like, like I'm not really ever watching just, like, random stuff. Yeah, and I don't think that this is, like, a big worry, like, oh, no, they're, you know, we're only going to get nine movies a year forever now, now that all these companies are buying things. <laughs> forever. forever. For the rest of time. For the rest, time. <laughs> only nine movies. Um, I, it, it's just... It, it is a little worrisome when all of a sudden you had all these production companies and they're slowly being eaten by these larger ones. And at what point does the yeah. bubble burst? Do they get too fat that they can't control all this stuff? And I just well, not that it'll affect anything now. It's it's just we'll see what the future brings. Exactly. I think I think you know that's kind of the ebb and flow of business. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. if one property gets too unwieldy, then they they sell that part off. I mean, that's you kind of just have to let it flow. But like I said, we, what our examples are what Pixar. Um, Marvel and Disney of the past couple of years, and I'm getting great content from those studios, so I'm not here complaining. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just watched Incredibles two last night. Haven't seen it yet. Is it great? It's good. It's really good. Yay! I'm happy. I have also not seen it yet. You guys should go see it. We we waited so long. I'm I'm really glad we finally saw it. I recently yeah. rewatched does not Pixar, but I recently rewatched Moana, and that movie is the best. Oh, I love it. So good. Her jams are so good. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Peter Mayhew, oh. the mighty Chewbacca. Um, he had spinal surgery, and he seems to be doing okay. Yeah, he sent out so some that's tweets, good. right, from the yeah. hospital. Yeah, he tweeted one that said, Sorry I've been quiet as of late. I've been planning and going through some spinal surgery to improve my mobility. It's been a success, and I'll be spending the upcoming weeks recovering. Now, Just a big thank you to the doctors and staff and all that stuff. And then he also mentioned that he was going to go to the London filming, excuse me, Comic-Con, but he had to reschedule because of, uh, you know. Recovery. Recovery and all that. But he was like, I'll be there in uh, March, in the one in March. So So did so he played Chewie again in episode, uh, in Last Jedi? Is that true or no? No. He's been done. He, he did a little bit in episode seven. Okay. But then uh, the new guy, whose name I am totally blanking on. But he was also in uh, Solo, this new guy. was in. Yes. This... yes. Okay. The new guy is basically chewing yeah. out. Gotcha. Copy yeah. that. They, there was a little bit of like a hand, torch handoff in episode seven. Because like, P- you know, Peter couldn't do everything right. that right, right. he could because of, you know, just his condition. So like he did a couple scenes, but like that was about it. Gotcha. Um, but now it's yeah it's this other guy whose name I am totally forgetting, um, 
New Chewy. We'll call him New Chewy. New Chewy. <laughs> oh, it's the guy's name you couldn't say. Oh. <laughs> it's Junus. Yeah. Junus. Junus yeah. Sotamo. New Chewy. He's kind of hot. <laughs> He's super <Wookie>. tall. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tall boy. Yay. Gary Witter reveals his original idea for Darth Vader's Rogue One finale. So... Uh, in an interview with Cinema Blend, Rogue One writer, who he only wrote like the initial spec script, I believe. Um, but he's written some other Star Wars stuff. Like, I think he, he wrote the comic adaptation for Last Jedi, and he wrote some short stories and some of the other things. But um, Gary Wood has been around the block. Oh, he also was, was a writer, he was in the writer's room for Rebels. Yeah, and he he's, wrote a lot of the Rebels. He's episodes. awesome on Twitter. He's like, he shuts he down awesome all these stupid fan theories. He's like, no, I was in the room, you're wrong. Like, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rogue One writer Gary Witter reveals his initial plans for Darth Vader's dramatic action scene at the end of the film. It would have been quite different, whatever. I'll go to his actual quote. It says, The version I pitched but never wrote had Vader on the Scarif Beach single-handedly slaughtering his way through a rebel blockade at the base of the Imperial Tower. The version in the Radis hallway works much better because it's so contained and feels more horror than action. I love that quote from him because it's so true. That sequence, everyone talks about that sequence. Um, yeah. It's... I think it's one of the more uniquely horror moments of the series. I love that he points that yeah. out. Yeah. That the, the coloring, the drama, it's great. Yeah, the version he pitched, it sounds a lot like... Uh, Josh, you read Vader Down, correct? Mm-hmm. It feels a lot like that yeah. That whole scene in Vader Down. Yeah, Vader Down, it's just like Vader on a freaking desert planet just killing a whole lot of people. Like that's like, basically the whole book. Like you're in Battlefront 2 and you're just like slaughtering people left and right. Yeah, yeah it's Vader and he's literally surrounded. Yeah. And they're like... He even has that line. He's uh, They're like... Because all the rebels show up and they're like, give up, you're surrounded. And he's like, all I'm surrounded by is... is uh, dead men or something like that he like lights up his lightsaber oh it's dope that's a good book it's really really good yeah. I, I would say i will say like yeah that's such a better kind of use of vader because you don't want to over vader in rogue one because no, no. it's not about vader like that yeah. one little scene where you really just go full out is is perfect yeah. it's yeah it's not about Vader, and it's more it's more impactful that he only shows up for that tiny amount of time yeah. and does as much damage as he does it makes him more frightening yeah yeah, because if he had been in the whole movie doing that, by then you would have been like, all right. Can I just, we brushed past this earlier, and I just want to say real quick, because I'm reminded of Rogue One. I know some people were on the opposite side of this, but if they did like a little CGI with Carrie in the new film, I would not mind. I was just watching um, Ant-Man and Wasp, and they youngified um, Michael Douglas. And like that technology right. is, so, this face doing technology that they did in, um, especially with Tarkin was so good so mm-hmm. i'm just you know it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. kill me if there was a line or two like do what you gotta do it's weird like i wonder why i wonder what the discrepancy was but like between the like the disney face stuff and like why it looked the way it did in rogue one you know what I mean? Like, because in Rogue One, it like it you could definitely kind of see the cracks. Well, of course. Whereas in the Marvel one, you're like, that is young uh, Robert Downey Jr. No bones about it. You know what I mean? 
Well, it's kind of weird. Well, I think part of it is that they have Robert Downey Jr. in the chair doing that stuff. Oh, that's true, yeah. So it's they don't have makeup a... with CGI on top of that. Um, gotcha. But I don't know. I still think, you know, I, I, obviously it wasn't really young Leia, I, but it still looked pretty darn good. And the target was perfect to they, me. They I mean, people really in my good. theater gasped. Right? So. Oh, I did. I cried a little. <laughs> and this I mean, is... I cried during, like, that whole third act, but... And this is going to sound weird, but I feel like for older actors, too, it's a little bit easier because there's so much detail in their faces so that they're not going to look as plasticine, well, like, you know, regardless. That and, like, they're, the, if, if they've been around the block enough, like, they have so many films, like, you can kind of, you have yeah. so many reference yeah. points totally. to draw from. See, I wouldn't Whereas, like, it. Peter Cushing kind of just looked like that, like, his whole filmer. But also, it's a totally different guy. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to talk to someone who does that for a living and ask them, like, why. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> I have one question for you. Why? Why, <laughs> why are you the way that you are? Um, well, the way you choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, office quotes, they do not get by me. I, I've seen that show, like, 16 times and will continue to rewatch it. It's so good. Uh, Moving on. It's like my parents do that with Seinfeld, and that's my uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, Just yeah. It's the, the Seinfeld of our generation. It's true. Star Wars. Nice. All right. Anyway, Star Wars Resistance first episode synopsis and German air date revealed. So Disney uh, Germany, like I guess, accidentally leaked the air date at least in Germany for Star Wars Resistance. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like we're probably not getting. We're probably going to get it around the same exact time. And a lot of these details are going to obviously coincide with us as well. So some interesting stuff here. It's a, and, and this tweet is from uh, someone named German Jedi who got it from, from the Disney uh, Germany website or whatever. Uh, it says, in, Germ- in Germany, Star Wars Resistance premieres on October 13th with a two-parter, uh, which isn't really surprising because they all kind of do that, a two-parter called The Recruit. The first season has 22 episodes, 10 of which are set to air this year, and then in parentheses, at least in, at least in Germany. <laughs> but I would imagine, you know, we'll get, you know, it'll be the same for us. Um, and then there is a translation of the plot synopsis that they pulled from Disney Germany, which I'll read right now. It doesn't really have any spoilers. It's just kind of like a setup. Um, it says, Resistance fighter Poe Dameron tasks young pilot Kazuda Kaz Ziano. I'm going to guess that's how you say that. Ziono, X-I-O-N-O, with spying on the First Order. At the time, little was known about the secretive organization and its strength. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. In order to fulfill this mission, Cos travels to the space station Colossus, which is being used by many ships as a port to refuel and do repairs. However, there are also dangerous uh, races taking place there. After Cos bragged with his... bragged with his is a weird translation after cause bragged with his piloting skills at his at his <laughs> arrival there he is soon drawn into one of the races so it sounds very like you know an episode star of wars star yeah. wars kind of you know side thing but questions did we know it was going to be like poe yeah so they had announced that poe uh and w- who will be voiced by oscar isaac that's so cool uh and then um Oh God! Who plays Phasma again? Why am I? Gwendolyn Christie. She will also be voicing Phasma in the show. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Bobby Moynihan. The cast is great. Yeah. What, yeah. Is he Cause? Who's Cause? Oh, I can't wait. I don't know that they've announced that yet, right? Not that I know of. Yeah. 
We have seen the leaked little uh, artwork of the, all the characters, but it's kind of blurry. Oh, there's Donald Faison, too. I wonder if it's Donald Faison. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Wait, I wonder I wonder who he is in, in this show. I'm, I'm super curious. But and they have a uh, all-red First Order Trooper, which might be the Crimson Crimson Star oh, Trooper yeah. from Phasma. So we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see. Awesome. That'll be very cool. I can't wait. So we don't have any more clarification on what it looks like, though, right? There was nothing Nope, like not that. really. Other than that leaked, like, picture mm-hmm. that we saw, um, that, which, like, it kind of gives you an idea. You're like, I kind of can see what this looks like, you is know? Is it hand-drawn or is it CGI? Like, is it's, it... very, it's hand-drawn. Yeah, okay, cool. They said it's anime-inspired, so it's. I think it's going to be very, like, Avatar, uh, Legend of Korra looking. So that's interesting that you're going to take characters... Uh, potentially that we've seen in like the CGI Clone Wars Rebels style, and then translate them into this new style too. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I feel like they've successfully like with Ahsoka. I mean, she's in like Forces of Destiny. I feel like they sure. do a good job of translating her design across like those mediums. So I, I, have, yeah. I have faith that they can do that with with new. Uh, I hope it like is uh, like an anime Ahsoka. with like cool like. I don't know, still frames and stuff yeah. and, like, fun. Like You'll find out that the Colossus is actually a high school. <laughs> yeah, <right. and laughs> they all carry swords. They're, like, nine yeah. feet long, but, you know. And when they get ready to do battle, they spend a whole episode talking about their feelings before they even cross the sword. Don't forget, yeah. all of their teachers are demons. <gasps> yeah, all their teachers are, are, are demons, and but, like, they're teaching you how to slay demons. I don't know. I also just. Like I don't want to give the impression that I like am making fun of anime. It's just a, it's. <laughs> there's a there's a. Check out hooray yeah. for anime. Yeah, check out hooray for anime. <laughs> we just do a uh, anime podcast. With we some missed friends. you on the Violet Evergarden episode, I Becky, know. because they were like, I want to know her opinion on this one character. On the exposure of the females, is that was yeah. there an issue again? <laughs> That's kind no, of. No, we. Role. I I actually uh, think that I. You picked up the slack up for well. me? I mean, you can listen. You can listen to it. But cool. I, I was like, I think if she was here, I would. I think she would have <laughs> given this like a, her blessing. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you were there representing. There's the a char- So I uh, just random tangent. There's a character that has like a lot of cleavage in the show. Yeah. But the thing is, she's one of many women in the show, and she's the only one dressed like that. But also, she's like a character with depth and emotions, yeah. and she's very supportive of her friends, and and like does you know things and she's like a professional lady and like actually has scenes where she talks about things and uh, i'm like yes i'm like i feel like she's fine yeah <laughs> if it's not yeah. all of them i mean hello like uh, you know as a woman with a bosom like yes that is a characteristic just like your hair or something that pe- women should be proud to show off if if it's within decency of of reality you know because sometimes yeah. with the animes it's like those aren't possibly anatomically possible anyway right. <laughs> back to star random Wars. tangent you can go listen to hooray for anime <laughs> the Violet Evergarden episodes if you'd like to do that um actually not our last piece of news but just okay getting more there. news <laughs> yeah we're getting there uh solo a Star Wars story to be released on digital September 14th and 4k blu-ray on September 25th um, and late, then this right? this Star Wars News Network article was updated with details on bonus features and deleted scenes so Obviously, they always do this. They release the digital one for movies anywhere uh, early, like a week early, basically. Um, and then uh, they release the physical one like right after and then give you the movies anywhere code or whatever. Uh, 
So I'm trying to scroll down to find the bonus features. Because obviously it's like, yeah, we're going to watch the movie. Cool. There's there's a bunch. One, there's like a list of deleted scenes. And they have like a still, too. And one's called Snowball Fight. And it pretty much just looks like it's Han and Chewie. Chewie having, having a, a snowball, snowball fight. fight. Which is like, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm into that. All right. So we have the solo, the director, and cast roundtable. Sit down with director Ron Howard and the stars for an intimate and entertaining discussion of the film's making. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to see Ron Howard. More, talk more just like podcast kind of things <laughs> where people are talking talking about it. Uh, Team Chewy, see see what it takes to bring your favorite Wookiee to life in this lighthearted look behind the scenes. Kazden on Kazden, iconic Star Wars screenwriter Lawrence Kazden and son Jonathan. Uh, share what it was like to write the movie's script together. Remaking the Millennium Falcon. Track the transformation of the most famous ship in the galaxy from Lando's swank and impeccable pride and joy to Han's stripped-down hot rod freighter with special modifications. You need that for your piece. you got to press I know, but the piece will already be out by then. No, you're going to be missing vital information. (sighs) I know. We're going to have to do an updated one then. (laughs) More work. It's It's meant for, like, solo promotion. That's why, so... Uh, Escape from Corellia. Get behind the wheel for the making of this high-octane chase through the streets of Corellia. I want to ride that ride. Can we make that ride? Thank you. (laughs) Escape from Corellia, the ride. The train heist. Explore the challenges and thrills of creating this action-packed sequence, including its remote location and spectacular effects. Ooh, I'm curious what that actually looked like where they filmed. Were they in some sort of crazy snowy I believe, yeah, they were in an actual, like, snowy place. That would be a great ride. Yeah, That would be cool. The train heist explore. Oh, wait, that's one I just read. Becoming a droid, L337. Meet the newest droid and talent- talented actor who helps bring her to life. Scoundrels, droids, creatures, and cards. Welcome to Fort Yipso. Is that how I say that? Yep. Sure. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take an in depth tour of the rough and tumble bar where, the strangers, where strangers mix and gamblers risk all in the legendary card game Sabacc. Into the maelstrom, the Kessel Run. Join Han and Chewie at the controls of the Millennium Falcon to see how this legendary moment in Star Wars history unfolds. Does anyone have, like, a good Sabacc set? <clears throat> uh, they're selling it now. Yeah, they released one. Cool. Because yeah. that they're would be a cool for, thing to have. Although it's called the, the Han Solo card game. It's not called the... Uh, well, there yes. are a few people. Yeah, I want to say it was uh, a Kickstarter. Kickstarter. I'll look it up and I'll repost it. They tried to make one that was a little more true to the movie. So the cards are a little bigger. The printing is more authentic. Uh, so cool. if you really want like a legit card set, it's out there. You just got to take a look. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That actually sounds cool. Deleted scenes include, they, they, there's no details. It just says Proxima's Den, Corellian Foot Chase, which I'm going to guess is just more chasing through Corellia. Han Solo, Imperial Cadet. That's the one funny. I want to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Battle of Mimbon Extended. That too. Han versus Chewie extended. With the shower scene, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then snowball fight. Uh, oh, and then uh, meet Dryden extended and coaxium double cross. I guess there was more to the coaxium thing at the end. Uh, and then something called the Millennium Falcon from page to park. Is that an different? exclusive look. <laughs> at, yeah, an exclusive look at the history of the most famous shit. Wait a minute. No, <laughs> oh, but no, and how it will reading. translate to one of the most interesting oh, yeah, experiences of Disneyland's history. I cannot wait. Oh, okay, Woo! yeah, that's different. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> They're just redoing uh, the same thing. Yeah, and then the rest is all like, you know, run times and right ratings and now. stuff. So. You should see the construction. Cool. Oh my god, those show buildings are huge. 
Like I'm sure they are. Like they're big. They're big, big. I am very hype. So I just want to say the date again because I actually had some friends ask me again. They're like, oh, I wanted to go see Solo when it was out of theaters. So this is September 14th digital, which is probably yep. how you'll watch it. So September 14th. Go for it. And then and then 25th for the physical. I don't know. I buy the physical. Yeah. I sure. always get physical. Which, by the way, the blue bo- the uh, steel book is on sale right now. Pre-order Best Buy if you want to get it. Is it going to look different? It's going to look shiny. <laughs> Well, because <laughs> do you remember the whole drama about the Last Jedi Steelbook? Oh because yeah, it looked completely different. And I was like, yeah, I kind of actually would be mad about that too. I was, I mean, I kind of, I, I get it, but it's a Steelbook. They look really good. Like, I, yeah. I'm, the only one I'm missing so far is the Rogue One. It's just, so. it's just funny that every single one had this consistent, like even Rogue One had a consistent mm-hmm. look, and then they just decided to change. You know what? Let's let's have some fun with this one. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, no, and it sucks because didn't we look this up? There's only one one company that does steelbooks yep literally called steelbooks or something yep. like that like nobody else does it which so. by the way they did a steelbook for a digital release at comic-con like it's getting that weird what yes was okay so it's like when um i think it was like wii u games they all looked the same they were all blue and then there was like one that was red and like why did you do that <laughs> why did you do that it just ruins everything um i'll tell they you do that with a lot of stuff well, yeah, yeah like, with the, the greater hits and yeah, all that like now yeah it stands out on my shelf um but the other thing that makes me angry is in this article it's like on blu-ray and ultra 4k hd and then they show it shown on an iphone do not watch this movie on an iPhone. <laughs> Do not spend the money to buy this film. The only time you should ever watch a movie on an iPhone is when you are like, I've Held seen hostage somewhere. I no here oh, at the airport. <laughs> Jesus, okay. at least they're letting you watch movies. I mean, that's a that's a good. Uh, I was gonna say taker. if it's something you've seen like a million times, yes. and you don't really need to pay attention to it. Then yeah, go for like, it. Binging a show like The Office. Also, uh, I know this has something to do with our next story. The sketch of this Ray statue. Oh, my God. Right? I kind of need it in my life. Wait, wait, wait. Where are we now? So we're going to head into the big stuff that came out of San Diego Comic-Con because we we told you about all this random stuff you could buy there, which was a ridiculously long episode, which I apologize. I just want to make sure I remembered it all. (laughs) But we're going to give you the rundown of all the cool stuff that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con two weeks ago from toys, books, and then our big thing that they announced on a Thursday morning. So, man, I'm seeing all. So, Sideshow is one of the one of the partners I have at work. So, like, I'm familiar with all their mm-hmm. stuff. And they're showing all of the like things I saw at the show that I wanted to buy right. and just don't have money for. And I'm like, oh, God. well, here I'll I'll run through some of the cool yeah, toy stuff. I want I want this job. There's oh there's so many things that were announced. All day Friday was pretty much all Star Wars stuff. I mean, the, the big things, again, we're going to try to hit some of them. Uh, General Giants can be coming out with some really cool things. Sideshow's coming out with some really cool things. Uh, life-size BB-8 to go with your life-size R2-D2 that lights up. They can do some beautiful sixth-scale figures of uh, Boba Fett to go with the Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Mythos series. One of the cool things, Regal Robot, who makes really cool Star Wars furniture, they're going to start making low-quantity uh, special items. Uh, so they're talking about doing replica maquettes and puppets of you know the original items for hardcore collectors. Like I'm talking about if you wanted an original Yoda puppet, they're probably at some point going to make them, but they may only make two. So yeah. take a look at Regal Robot. They make some really cool things right now. They're working on some maquettes of, uh, what was it, Banthas? 
Yeah, I see the work in progress yeah, so thing of the band thing. They're going to do it's pretty a cool. life-size bust of Chewbacca with hand-glued hair. So just like it was done the in the way, original movies. I've never heard of Regal Robot. I love their logo. Oh, Regal Robot. They had the most awesome it. booth at Star Wars Celebration. They had a, uh, what was it? Oh, what were the lizards? Oh, was that them? Yeah, that was them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you call them? The lizards on Tatooine? I'm blinking. Uh, Dewback. They had a Dewback oh, yeah. couch. So the couch itself was a dewback, and you sat on it. Like they make really cool, really expensive stuff. If you've seen the Han Solo and Carbonite desk, that was them. Uh, EFX is going to be continuing making some really cool things. Uh, Sideshow and EFX are going to start working together to make some really cool things, such as the uh, melted Vader helmet from The Force Awakens. Kotobukiya is going to come out with some really cool things. They're going to be doing a bounty hunter set of their model statues, where you get every single piece. And it comes with another piece, so you're basically creating your own Boba Fett based off of that. They showed a sketch, I think this is what you're talking about, Josh, of a Ray statue that they'll be doing. Yes. It looks beautiful. Oh, it looks so cool. Right? Like, the sketch is just so cool. With the, the like, fabric kind of swirling and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really want to get this when it comes out. Mike, how much is this? Uh, and uh, just, here, take this check. Just write a number <laughs> on it. And then just just have it. I'll, I'll take it's it. It's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Anovos, if you are still waiting on a kit from Anovos, they are going to be moving to an inventory model. So as opposed to pre-ordering and them creating things based off of the number of orders, for now on, uh, it hasn't been announced one yet, but soon, if you see something online, it means it's in stock. So no more waiting two years mm. for a Darth Vader So they've costume. gotten big enough to where they can just have inventory now. Yeah, and, and it's been an issue with the Novos. I mean, they make really good things, but people are get really tired of waiting. And I'm serious when I right. say people waited two years for their Darth Vader costumes. Like, wow. for a company, you know, that has a Star Wars license, that's, that is definitely not the best customer service. No. Uh, but they're, they're going to be coming out with, with but, that whole process, which is going to be really, really good. Yeah. But we did go to their booth at Comic-Con, and their stuff is, like, legit. Oh, it's, it looks awesome. And they had on display their Mimbon. Didn't they announce a, uh, didn't they announce, like, a, a Rebel pilot helmet or something, like Luke's helmet? Yeah, I think they're coming out with one of those. Um, I know they did Ray's helmet, the one that she found on uh, Jakku. Mm-hmm. They, are, they showed at Comic-Con their new Phase 2 clone trooper helmet, which is beautiful. Uh, their Mimban trooper helmet. They also have their uh, what was the name of this helmet? Uh, the scout trooper, or what was it? The uh, the patrol trooper from Solo. So they're coming out with some really cool things. Bandai's gonna mm-hmm. come out with some really cool things. Gentle Giants going retro. They're doing a mini bust of Boba Fett from the holiday special, which I know how much you guys love that. Nah. I mean, Boba Fett looked cool in that. The coloring is awesome. I do like the weird coloring. I do, too. I, it's super bright. He just pops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if we go into the fashion stuff, there's some pretty cool things going on there, too. If you like the Star Wars-themed socks by Stance, definitely coming out with some more. If you check. Those are expensive, but they're cool. I they have, are. Like, all the ones that are out already. Seriously? Yeah. I That's have awesome. I didn't know you were into socks, Becky. I'm also into cool socks. Me and Justin Trudeau, we're all about it. Our Star Wars Yeah, I was just, before it got too hot, I was wearing my Mario socks. I love I love the pictures. They have, like, Greedo and Han, like, in the little, like, on their table. So they made little scenes from the movies using the socks. So you have Greedo sock and Han Solo sock in the cantina. You have, what is it, R2-D2 sock. 
showing a projection of Princess Leia sock to Luke Skywalker and C-3PO. I mean, they have fun. More socks are coming out. We'll have a uh, holiday collection that's coming up, dubbed the Warped series. So they're going to be taking uh, iconic moments, stretching the images, and more plays with color. So if you like socks, socks. Ooh, that jacket, though. So here's an... The Endor jacket? So BioWorld, they had two jackets. We talked about this in our last episode. They had... Uh, what is it, the Biker Scout and the Rebel Command jackets. They're going to be coming out with a lot more things based off of the Biker Scouts and the Rebel Spec Forces. So if you like that stuff, take a look at what's coming out on their website. Backpacks, hats, shirts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that jacket is badass. It's sorry. it's a really cool jacket. When they, We saw them on display there at the Lucasfilm Pavilion, and they are beautiful. And they're really well made, too. They didn't look too cheap, which is really nice. Yeah, it looks like um, kind of like a like a like a flak jacket material. No, mm-hmm. what am I thinking of? Yeah, and it's like it says Commando Endor unit has the Rebel symbol. It's like dark brown and green. It looks really cool. And but you like can subtle. represent both sides. Yeah, yeah. And what's nice is that you can, if you want to do Rebel one day, you can do that. If you want to do Imperial the next day, two different collections but very similar, so you can you know split time. And then uh, Ashley Eckstein from Her Universe announced a 10th anniversary Clone Wars fashion line. Yay! Which you can find online. I believe most of it's available now. They had them on site at the Lucasfilm Pavilion. I have an awesome Rex jacket, Obi-Wan Kenobi jacket, uh, what is this, a Darth Maul jacket, and a really cool Ahsoka Tano dress with a scarf. The scarf is cool. It looks like her little, like ear head thing sorry what is this called <laughs> i don't know what they're called in her species twi'leks is leku i don't know if it's the same thing for them we've had this conversation yeah i need to write this pod. down i need to write this stuff down <laughs> but so many cool things and just in general i am not like a figure collector person the black series hair is the first thing i never bought but i'm looking at the is it sideshow who makes these like the these black series figures yeah these six scale figures like lando and luke here like they are and this Boba Fett, they are just gorgeous. Yeah, it's all the detail. Again, these are those big ticket items. The sideshow, if you're willing to spend money, you're going to get a beautiful figure. And so how much does something like, how much does one of these figures cost? Uh, you're looking around, what, 230 for a cheap one? Ooh. The amount for, for, sideshow? for sideshow? It depends, yeah. yeah like the like the Jabba that they have here that I, I really love. You should get it. Uh, it's like 1000 Oh, my oh, goodness The gracious. statue? Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, they um, bench all the way up to they six are amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, it's the details. They are incredible. Sideshow's yeah. booth is always one of the most busy booths at Comic Con, and they have, I mean, they had a life size K two S O standing there, Death Trooper, everything from twelve inches all the way to life size. So okay, real quick though, for the Jabba, you can switch out his mouth between like clean Jabba and like dirty, like wiki mm-hmm. Jabba. <laughs> And if you're a member of their premier guild, sometimes they'll have special variants that you can only get as a member. So it might come oh. with an extra set piece, might come with an extra clothing accessory. Uh, they, I think it was Sideshow who did the the uh, Hoth Han Solo figure. And there's always been a debate on whether his jacket is brown or blue, depending on the footage and depending on like the archival evidence. So what they did is you could actually get him with both jackets. Oh. So you choose the one that you like. There you go. But, but if you don't want to spend that much money, if you want to spend 20 bucks, Hasbro Black, uh, sorry, the Hasbro Black Series 6-inch figures are the way to go. They announced that we're getting Ezra this year. Uh, we're also Ooh. going to be getting Chopper. So we're Fun. building the Rebels crew. They're also going to be re-releasing some of the harder figures to find. Uh, 
in uh what is it called give me a second the black series archive so they're going to be re-releasing four to eight of the hard to find figures per year in a new packaging so you can't get them confused with the first edition versus a reprint or like a re-release so the first up are boba fett bosk ig88 and rebel pilot luke skywalker Cool. Vintage figures are coming back. You're going to get a Revan in that kind of packaging. They showed some there at Comic-Con. If you're into Star Wars figures, I mean, they showed some beautiful things there. They had a great diorama on site. They showed the evolution of Han Solo and Carbonite from the very first figures up to the most recent. I mean, it's Hasbro is one of the coolest booths at Comic-Con for me because I get to see all the toys I used to play with and all the new stuff that's coming out. That's so fun. Well, so much there, so much that I can't afford but want desperately. Yeah. <laughs> but things I can afford, luckily, and this actually made it to my Twitter feed. People were excited. There are some books coming out mm-hmm. that are super exciting. Um, do you guys want to talk about that? I mean, the biggest one that popped up for me is your favorite person in the world, Claudia Gray, is writing one called Master and Apprentice. Yes, she is. And that's a, I'm so excited. And that's about um, Obi Wan and Qui Gon, correct? Or no? What's it about? What's it about? <laughs> Do you guys know? Uh, the Master and Apprentice one. They haven't really said. Isn't it? Let me see. I think that yeah. one is Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just said it's about Obi Wan and Qui Gon cool. before the events of the Phantom Menace. That's all they've really said. Yeah. There's not even like an official cover. It's just. Yeah. Not really. It's very exciting. Um. They have Another a, one that, oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, uh, one that I'm really excited about is a comic book series, Star Wars Tales from Vader's Castle. I don't know if you guys saw this. It goes on sale October this year. It's a five-issue miniseries uh, based with based on eerie adventures across the Star Wars saga that have to do with Darth Vader and his castle. Cool. It looks like a totally oh, yeah. different like, I, thing. Oh, yeah. So I hadn't heard about this and was looking at the covers while you were talking about Sideshow, and I was like, how do I can I have this now the covers are beautiful the covers are so cool like they've got this Mm -hmm. yeah they've got this very man like I don't know Dracula grindhouse thing going on they're so awesome and I think this will be a yeah this will be a set that I won't wait for the volume I want to buy each of these covers I actually I actually love that on the one with Obi-Wan on it with all the with all the uh the Minox, mm-hmm. right? Uh I love that they have like Christopher Lee in the background with his eye cuz he actually played Dracula and they're yep. like play like they're kind of playing on that. That looks so cool, dude. I want these so bad. Yeah, I can't wait for these. The Ewok one looks awesome. Um, there is also a book called Women of the Galaxy, which is just like, you know, fully book profiles of all 75 fascinating female characters. Um, Isn't that... Um, by Amy Radcliffe? Boy. Yeah, Amy Radcliffe, the woman who never stops working. <laughs> it looks awesome and beautiful. Like, how do you have any time? Don't forget Star Wars Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnson. It goes on sale yes. in March of 2019. Writer of Ahsoka. Yep. So yeah. the, she was at the show. She was. Like and I think she actually kept going to the Rebel Legion booth to just do random signings, which is awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I, By the way, there's a kid's book coming out called Star Wars Search Your Feelings, and it looks adorable. Oh, that's cute. And it's little, it's little poems about, about feelings and each of the uh, characters and stuff. Yes, adorbs. Sounds very Mr. Rogers-y. It's pretty... 
Adorable. I, I like the the Jar Jar one is embarrassed. He looks so sad. Oh. I want to give him a There's hug. not like a chapter on like the Jedi kids in Revenge of the Sith, right? Like their poems. I was gonna say, or like patricide. That moment when you have to kill your father. <laughs> patricide. I mean, the Kylo one is angry. And he looks all angry. He does yeah. look. The R2 one is sad, oh. and it's just R2 leaning forward <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, great books. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good things to look forward to. Yeah. So the biggest news from SDCC, the one that was everywhere that everyone Wait, was... did we talk about uh uh what are they called? The new the new comic series they're doing, The Age of the Republic? Oh, go for it. No. So they're going to do a series um of Marvel comics that are that are all Age of blank. So there's there's uh Age of Republic Age of Rebellion and Age of Resistance. It's a 30-issue series altogether, but I think they've announced that the Age of the Republic one is going to be eight issues. Um, and each one will focus... They're like going to be short stories, basically. Each issue will be its own kind of short story. And I think they've announced that there's an Obi-Wan, a Darth Maul one, uh, a Dooku one, and then another one. They they they've said like they want they were gonna do four villains and four heroes. Yes, basically. starts in December with Age of Republic Qui Gon number one and Age of Republic Darth Maul number one. Total of oh, thirty yeah. issue uh, maxi series. Across, across yeah, across every, the three yeah. ages. So that looks really cool, and it has another one of those great covers of Darth Maul just staring you down, his eyes glowing red, <laughs> like he like does. he does. <laughs> I mean, these are. They, it's really cool because they're they're getting into like the Halloween spirit now. I just like I've always enjoyed seeing like the I love the Halloween. creepiness of the Star Wars villains. Yeah. Oh my God, Alex, you're gonna be here for Halloween. Yes, I am. Hey, we already talked about oh, our yeah. costumes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you and me. Oh yeah. That's funny. Are you doing a Star Wars costume? Or are you gonna share with the class? Or? No. Oh. Oh, I had a, another funny thought, Alex. We should make our our Nazgul costumes. We should put giant sunglasses on them. We'll be Nazgul. Oh God. <laughs> By the way, our costumes gonna be Nazgul's. <laughs> no, dude, I want to do Nazgul. I think. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> I'll be a Nazgul. You'll be a Nazdrul. I'll It'll be a Nazfool. Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is the Clone is Clone Wars the next story it is. that we're doing? Let's do it. Oh, so they okay. announced. I didn't. I was not able to have a proper reaction to this. I'm sorry. During the show because I would. The, when was this announced? Friday. This was announced Thursday at around oh, Thursday. twelve. O'clock. I was so exhausted that I just could not have a proper reaction, and I had all these people tweeting at me like, "Is your head exploding right now?" And I was like, mm. "So, in case you don't know, in case you have been living under a really big rock." But, yeah, but by the way, very excited. I was just t- Comic Con was so exhausting that I just I was like, yay! Like <laughs> we are getting. <laughs> I did not have a proper. We are getting more Clone Wars. Hashtag Clone Wars saved. Yeah. Which can we talk about that yeah, hashtag? Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Yes. One hundred percent. So when I first saw this thing and I saw the hashtag, I was kind of like, uh, like it felt really like we're sorry here, like us. Yeah. Spe- spread a positive hashtag. This is what you want. And I'm like, no, don't don't yeah. do this for us. Uh, do you. I, you yeah. Know. But then I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, hashtag aside and pleasing people aside, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I agree. Like, immediately Alex and I were like, I don't know about that hashtag. The hashtag felt forced. I mean, I, I get what they're doing. It's, 
hey, you know, ah. save the Clone Wars. We're giving you something. <laughs> Go with it. But like, it almost encourages that this kind of hashtag hate. Like, it's like, see, like if you hashtag enough, we could save your show or well, change your show or do yeah. what you want. This is what, like, don't encourage that. So I was in the room for this panel. Like, we waited in line for hours. We sat through a panel. No, and I had to leave the line. Was very upset. Which I felt horrible oh. for Josh, but it was great because at one point maybe 10 this is an hour long panel maybe 15 minutes into the panel Dave Filoni refers to the you know hashtag save the clone wars he's like yeah believe me we see this stuff you know I don't think this stuff's ever gonna happen but believe me we see the stuff that you guys type out and this is and that and at that point you're thinking oh okay he sees it nothing's ever gonna come of it he just kind of alluded to that and then the last few minutes of the the panel he's like you know you guys have been with us for the past 10 years and, and we feel, especially since you guys have waited so long for this panel, we want to show you and give you a little something. And all of a, a good portion of us thought, oh, we're going to see that new Resistance trailer or something like that. Right. And if you've seen the trailer for the new Clone Wars episodes, it starts off with a, a series of, it's a, it's a pullback shot and it's just all the Clone Trooper helmets. The sound design is phenomenal. Beautiful. You just hear, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I, the first thing that popped into my head is, wow, that's the same guy saying this stuff over and over and over, which I felt yeah. horrible for. <laughs> but then it says, a war left unfinished. And then you see dot, dot, dot. And at that moment, the entire auditorium squealed. <laughs> because we're like, oh my God, they're going to finish it. And as soon as the next two words popped up, everyone screamed. I mean, I haven't heard that kind of excitement for a trailer since The Force Awakens at Celebration Anaheim. I mean, you couldn't even hear the the last few lines with Ahsoka and all that stuff in that shot because everyone was so loud. And and they're like, so uh, you guys are kind of loud. You guys want to see it again? And everyone cheered. And then the second time, everyone was quiet because they wanted to catch everything. It was such a great panel. And that was, it's total fan service. But I think right now that might be what's needed to calm people down in preparation for episode nine, which which the Mm -hmm. stories that we can talk about in a second, I am okay with that. Yeah. yeah, I, I, w- I go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, all I... So the way I heard about it, I was sitting at the Nerd Block booth. Just chilling, you know, doing my like job. Like a villain? And Alan, friend of the show, <laughs> is listening to this right now. Alan texts me a picture, and it's just the dark room with the poster. Yeah. And all it's... And it's the helmet, and it says, Clone Wars Saved. And all it says is, Josh! Exclamation point. <laughs> And I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was yeah, the thing. Everyone mean? kept posting. I was the like, poster. "You're not, you are not giving me an idea." There's like, no context. Oh. It's just all of a sudden you see this Clone Wars, uh, yeah. uh, Clone Trooper Phase Two with the Ahsoka Tano like, painting on it, and it just means. says Clone Wars saved. So I was like nervous still until I act- even the trailer. I was like, "Okay, so what are we doing here?" Um, and I hadn't done as much research, um, or I had, I'm not tuned in to all the extra stuff the way you guys are. So I wasn't aware of these arcs that they had already, I knew that they had worked on stuff, but I didn't realize they'd already released some arcs in different forms. Um, and if that's what they're doing, if they're just kind of finishing work they'd already done, which is what Filoni, I read an interview, I think you posted, he's kind of talking about it more like this is a finishing thing for him. Yeah, definitely. It sounded like it was something he, that was left unfinished for him creatively, mm-hmm. which makes me feel better. It's not 
servicing the fans. It's completing something, actually finishing yeah. something the way it was meant to be finished. I think for a while people were like, bring Clone Wars back, kind of just they wanted more Clone Wars. And I'm like, nah, it's, it's had its time. But if this is the actual end of the story as Filoni saw it, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I he, see it. he definitely talked about that in the panel. What was great is the lead up to this trailer, he was showing pictures of all the stories that they never got a chance to do. And then he started showing a few more, like he shows the story from Dark Disciple, talking about how that was developed into a book. And then he, he referred to some of the other ones that they said, oh yeah, we had gotten so far where we recorded some voices and we had done storyboards for them. So you knew that these things had existed. And back in 2015, at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, they had actually shown some of these storyboard animations uh, for the first time for a, a story called... Uh, about what's called the Bad Batch, which I won't go too much into. If you want to look it up, we'll post some stuff on Facebook. Isn't the whole animatic on The there? whole animatic for that storyline of the Bad Batch is on StarWars.com, so I'll repost that. But they showed it there for the first time, and one of the first things you see in the trailer is a character from the Bad Batch. So it's kind of like, yeah, they're definitely going to finish up storylines they started and never had a chance to finish up. But it's only 12 episodes, it's so it's only not 12, a ton. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we're going to assume, like we were saying before, like Dark Disciple was an arc, but that got spun off into that very successful book. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a Darth Maul arc that was pushed off into a comic book series. So that leaves this Bad Batch arc. And then what else? Like what else do we know? We kind of get an idea that we will be doing the uh, Siege of Mandalore storyline because we do see Ahsoka with Mandalorians in that trailer. And that is a, a big part of the Siege of Mandalore storyline. Um, and, and when does that fall, like, chronologically? So this is going to be the final arc of the entire series. Like, this is literally going to be the last thing for the okay. entire show. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to be the last portion of those 12 episodes we're going to get. Um, and then part of this storyline was actually part of the prologue for the uh, Ahsoka book by E.K. Johnson. So they kind of talk about it there, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that material is already canonized in the universe. Yes, so we know that something like this happened. We just hadn't seen the details of it. Cool. Yeah, so if you look back at the pictures from 2015 from Star Wars Celebration, the helmet that is on the Clone Wars saved poster, he shows, uh, Dave Filoni shows his hand-drawn sketch of that helmet. Okay. So, I mean, this is something that he's been wanting to do for a long time. So we're definitely going to get the Siege of Mandalore which we know was a four-episode arc because it was uh, coded as 7.21 to 7.24. We know we're probably, well, we're definitely going to get the Bad Batch because we saw characters from them in the preview. That was a four-episode arc, but then that leaves the last four episodes kind of a mystery. Um, I'm seeing something on the Wikipedia. Uh, there was episodes uh, called The Crisis on Utapau. Utapau, yeah. Yes, and that's those were unfinished episodes that were also released on the website, and they were included on the Season 6 Blu-ray. Yeah, and there was also a storyline with Cad Bane and Boba Fett that they showed clips of. I think they showed it at Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Josh, were you there with us when they showed that? Um, I don't remember that it, happening. It, they, they tell the no. story of how Boba Fett gets the dent in his helmet. Oh, so critical. No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, so they showed a quick scene of that, so we know at a certain point they at least did the uh, storyboards and the voices for that storyline too. So right now it's it's kind of in between this Crystal Crisis on Utapau, this Cad Bane and Boba Fett storyline, and anything else they have out there 
I mean, if you look at the Wikipedia, there's uh, there's a few different ideas that were thrown around there. There was even uh, Yuzan Vong idea. Not that I think we're ever going to actually get them, but they kind of started looking at that too. Uh, at what? What was? What were those words? Uh, Yuzan. The Yuzan. Josh Vong. loves these guys. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> I don't know anything about You're them. You're gonna if I'm have being, to spell uh, like, that for me. Y u u z h a n. That's oh the Yuzan Vong. V as in Victor. O n g. So uh, oh, I'm gonna read it straight from the Wookie wikipedia website because they're oh, we crazy talked about these guys before we did they're like yeah. the they're like the punk metal star wars guys um yeah. punk metal star wars guys gu- have you guys heard of guar i was gonna say it yes. looks just like guar yeah. they're star guars <laughs> star guar <laughs> that's our next shirt um so quick, sh- quick shout out i only know guar from the amazing movie empire Records. there you go oh yeah yeah um so they were known as uh, the Chosen Race, also known as the Chiss, the Chiss and the Ferowans. They were in the Expanded Universe books. I believe they were an invading alien species from yeah, a they whole came other from galaxy. Another galaxy. Yeah, so they're no, like no, Snoke, no, but cool. Nobody chose these guys. They're hideous. Who would choose these guys? Uh, it was the 90s. They have a, they have a fan <laughs> base. They have a fan base. <laughs> the Chosen Race. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You look at your mirror and you're like, yeah, I'm the Chosen Race. Well, and, like, lightsabers couldn't <laughs> penetrate their armor. If I remember Ooh. correctly, they they lived on, like, bioengineered ships. And then even the they were either imper- impervious to the Force. They were, like, right? impervious to the Force and lightsabers. Yeah. These do not look Star Wars. They look like Doctor Who or Marvel or something. Well, right? I think that's yeah. why some people were drawn to it, was that it was, an in- it was an invasion from another galaxy. So it didn't have to feel Star Wars. It had to feel foreign. The most random thing. Uh, Yuzon Vong typically lacked kidneys. That's an important thing, apparently. <laughs> so they didn't drink. No. <laughs> just the blood of the innocent. Yeah. Um, but again, <laughs> that was that was something that they kind of played around with. Not that we'll actually get it. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what the last four episodes are going to be. And again, we don't know that we are going to get the Bad Batch or that we're going to get the... Uh, so there was no confirmation that this is, like, of anything. They just said more Star Wars. They said okay. more Star Wars. The, this we're just basing off of what we saw and what we know exists. So he didn't say anything about like the the, the unfinished episodes. That's interesting. He, so this is all conjecture really. that I'm seeing everywhere. We just assume, we just assume because yeah. if if they animated certain parts from these storylines, because we did see certain characters, we did see certain situations. I think it's safe to assume we're going to get those two main storylines. What the third one will be, we really don't know. They, but we don't know at all because they maybe they could take what they have and like put twists on. Oh, it. and they can completely change it too. I mean, yeah. the story the the storyboard animations for the Bad Batch have been on StarWars.com for like the past three years. So if those are already out there, maybe they want to might they might want to change it up and be like, "Yo, you thought we were gonna do this, but." Or they'll add like a B story that runs but, through uh, everything and add like extra scenes and stuff that go at, like the beginning and the end. They, and stuff. they can even mix storylines so you have this crazy, you know, like quasi star wars use on vong star trek infinity gauntlet thing like we don't know and i i'm gonna be honest i think that at some point we are gonna get use on vong again <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised will they be will they be impervious to lightsabers no because i think that's so silly i have a question yes do we think we might get like an end as in it goes through order 66 so if i remember correctly they were they talked about one of the episodes i think it's the siege of mandalore they get caught at the very end. 
this is something that Dave Filoni mentioned, and I think we're all assuming it was at the Siege of Mandalore. They get called away because Palpatine had been kidnapped. And if you remember See, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, they're saving Palpatine from being... That was what being, they were going yeah. to do, yeah. What I, what I would say is that, while this might not be what we get, I would like to see Order 66 portrayed, like... In Clone Wars. In Clone Wars, as it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just... I was telling Josh before we started, I was rewatching the beginning of, of the first arc of Season 6 with um, Tuppen Fives and how tragic that is. Um, I would like to... It would be kind of awesome if this went into that. It, even if it butts up against Episode 3, that makes probably the most sense but i don't know we spent so much time with the clones i kind of feel like it would be really impactful to see some of them go through it and see the actual reactions well they even talked they even talked about how there's a storyline that they had come up about kashik where yoda goes to kashik and they're asking for approval from the tree spirits to fight that battle which we see that battle in revenge of the sith so all these storylines are real i mean they're getting real close to revenge of the sith so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we saw a little overlap, especially with I mean, I, I, you know the removal of some of the uh, the sensors or some of the clones, you know, old Mad Rex. Right. Yeah. All that would be interesting to learn more of. I uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but I have uh, maybe it was a Star Wars Explained video where he was talking about like his like what he kind of wants from the final season and all that, and he was saying that he would actually love yeah, this this same thing. He would love it if they start Order sixty six like while the siege of Mandalore yes. is going on. And also, uh, he was like, it would be interesting to see, like, uh, Ahsoka and Rex, like, fake their deaths. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a, that's a thing <gasps> oh that gosh, happens. Oh, gosh, now I'm really excited, please. Well, I love and, uh, this content. Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And we have, what, next year? So we didn't really talk about how it's being released. Go for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we no, didn't. But we just kind of got a little too excited. Nerded out, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to touch, touch a bit on that, Josh? Sure. It's coming to Disney Direct, which is Disney's streaming service, which had not been given a name before until Dave Filoni said it. No. <laughs> uh, I love how they can't keep things locked which down. Which I don't know if that means that he accidentally said it or if... Uh, it's a good name. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fine name. And and it sounds like... I know that they were talking about this on Star Wars Explained, too. Uh, they were like, it's weird because it seems like every... like um, They were wondering if all of Clone Wars is going to be on it, which I would assume it would be. But then they were like, although Netflix owns... Season or 6. Or, like, produced Season 6. So they were like, does that mean Oh, that, no, but you'll like, see. Like, seasons... Like, does that mean that, like, Disney's going to have to pay extra for Season 6? Or are they going to have to buy the rights to Or at to the very least, you're going to turn on your Disney Direct and see the Netflix card in front of those episodes, which is even yeah, funnier. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very strange. Well, doesn't like, Disney own a portion of Netflix? Like, isn't Netflix owned by... I don't know, I think do Netflix they? is owned by a series of companies, and that's how they're able to show the streaming. Like, it was CBS, ABC, Disney... I don't know because they, they like they pay for that content. He also brought up that the Clone Wars seems to be going going away every 6 months and yeah. then it doesn't. They could just be licensing it out. Like, I'm watching it right yeah. now on yeah. <laughs> well, and the I fact, always stream it as we podcast. The fact that the, even the Nef- the Netflix uh, original shows are now being released onto DVD and stuff like that. So it's it, and I think there's even talks about syndicating some things like Orange is a New Black. Are Netflix original shows being released in physical format? Yeah. Stranger Things yeah. has been on DVD. The Clone Wars, that the the Lost Missions has been on DVD for a while. Orange, huh. the Orange is a New Black is on there. Like all these shows, I mean, yeah, for about like the first year they're on Netflix only, but they are being released in physical yeah. media form. 
Interesting. I know because I have a friend who like collect. He loves to collect the DVDs and stuff of things he loves, and he has the Stranger Things. I, think, I would say yeah. that there's no way that Netflix owns the sixth season. I think they just put money up for it. There's no way. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. So, th- so I think the theory was that like Netflix could still have Clone Wars uh, on it, but not season seven. I would think that it would only you know have what I mean? its own season. Would be my guess. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll but, see. Uh, but yeah. that is a thing to see. But the Disney Disney Direct is also going to have, presumably, like, everything Star Wars on it. So, like, it'll have... So, in theory, it'll have Resistance, Rebels, and, and everything. I'll also say, just from, like, a exposure standpoint, like, you know, it wouldn't be terrible to keep, like, a season, the first... Maybe not the first season, but a couple things of Disney on Netflix as an entry point to Disney Direct. Like, I get it when you're talking about, like, movies being in one specific place, but if you want to try and find an, an audience for a TV show that's binge-worthy, it wouldn't be... It might not be totally in their interest to remove it all from Netflix, but maybe it would. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, and I, one thing when Star Trek was on only, like, the, what was it, the CBS Direct channel... Like, I was very, eh, like, I don't want to spend an extra 10 bucks a right. month to watch. Like, yeah. To be fair, I wasn't the biggest fan of the way they they turned Star Trek to look and all that stuff. But this, I, I mean, I'm a big Disney fan. I'm yep. definitely going to pay. Although, when the Twilight Zone show comes out, I'll probably You know what? Yeah, more. we'll share it. Because I love, <laughs> yeah, we'll share it. It'll be fine. Because I love Twilight yes. Zone, and I love the idea of more of it, so... Especially with Jordan Peele involved, yeah. I'm just slow into that. Wait, hold up, so. rewind. Oh, wait, there's a CBS Twilight Zone series? So, yeah, CBS is doing a... Does Disney not own Twilight Zone? A brand new... Re- no, CBS owns it. They no, were licensing CBS. out the rights to it for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which they and still the are. And the movie, yeah. Okay. For the right and the movie. So, yeah, so CBS owns it. They're currently working on a brand new Twilight Zone series and with that's Jordan being Peele? produced with Jordan Peele and some other people. Oh yeah. yeah. Which I'm very excited about as a big Twilight Zone oh, fan and and awesome. Jordan Peele also is Yes. Yes. Is a good is a good man. So all about it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm into it. Is um, is that all our SCCC news? Whew, I think so. Unless you want to that's talk it. for another like four hours about more collectibles, but I don't think anyone wants to do that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Great. we actually we've been going for a yeah. while, so we have our creature though. Yeah, we should probably get to our creature, creature if we're ready creature. for that. All right. Ooh, they wonder. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> so I chose a creature from Clone Wars since we're talking Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, nice. Perfect. Our creature of the week is the Vixus. A Vixus was a stationary, non-sentient creature that originated from Umbra. Thanks to its ropey tentacles that looked like harmless vines, the Vixus would ensnare its victims and draw them into its toothy mouth, which had a long, grasping tongue shaped like a three-pronged claw. I'm getting, like, Sarlacc vibes from this Yeah. Thing. Oh, and it says, they shared an ancestry with the Rathtar, Blixus, and the Sarlacc. There we go. And they appeared in Clone Wars in the uh, in one of the see. darkest story arcs. Darkness on Umbra and and uh, Carnage yeah, of Definitely, Krell, which was that four episode arc. Right? Yeah, that's with the episodes? the one where uh, Jedi Master Porg or Pong. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> rewind, rewind. Oh my gosh! Please, Jedi Master Porg. <laughs> Jedi Master Porg. 
Can there please be a Porg Jedi? That is too That good. would be awesome. Jedi Master On one Kong of... Krell. That's yeah. the episode where he turns. Who was voiced by, voiced by, um, God, what is that guy's name? Really famous voice actor who's like, no, nah, I'm now blanking on. We're getting good. But, uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Where's his name? <clears throat> They're not good about I this almost... on the Star Wars wiki. Doesn't matter. He's a traitor. Oh. Anyway, that's one of the that's one of the darkest arcs I think in the entire Clone Wars. Yeah. It's beautifully done. It's, it's cool great. though. Yeah. Um, but I like how like the Sarlacc and the Raftar and this guy—they're all the kind of same thing, like big mouths with like tentacles. And it's just like, why didn't we just cleanse these from the universe? These are horrifying. They're not—they're <laughs> really gross. And the picture yeah. that's like eating a child. Oh, no, that's just that's a, a really far away stormtrooper. That's a clone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're accelerated growth rates, so he could probably be two years old. We don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Creepy, creepy. So I, I'm feeling the Sarlacc would beat both of them, but I don't know if... The Rathar's super fast, though. His, like, roly-boly stuff. How does how does this guy move? Does he just... Is, is he, like, rolling around, too? I don't remember this arc with this guy. I'll have to go back and watch it. Umbara. It's good art. It really is. It's it's um, this is I think definitely the dark one of the darker storylines, and it really gets into the whole what what the battle really is, and and people changing sides. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> that whole thing. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it. We actually ended up filling out this episode pretty yeah. well. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, I was gonna. Well, how do we end the show usually? <laughs> I don't job, remember. John. So it's been so, so you long. Remember the, fir- the second intro, but you don't remember the ending. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just you know it's been a long week. Comic Con. Anyway, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to support the show, everyone, you can go to iTunes. Please leave us a, uh, a nice review. It helps out. A lot more than you'd think. Um, and then if... In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, my brain is like not boobly working boobly right boobly now. Boobly. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, that is L3 wow. underscore radio. Do I keep taking that from <laughs> wow. you, Becky? Let's start <laughs> over. <laughs> if they want to find you, Josh, where can they find you? Ah, uh, They can find me on Twitter at uh, the Jawa Josh. Great. I'm on Twitter at Rebecca June Lane. Our official Twitter is at LTA underscore radio. And then a quick replug for our Patreon. If you want a patch, uh, remember you can sign up for the upper tier for just a month and then get the cool swag and then pop down if you need to, if, if, the, if the times are tough. And you'll get access yeah. to our special feeds, our outtakes that we're doing now for each or our uh, funniest mm-hmm. moments that Josh is now making for each episode. Yeah, we just had another one, so be ready Ooh. for that. <laughs> so, yeah, please uh, check out patreon.com slash radio for some exclusive content. And where can we find you, Alex? You can find me on Instagram, dapper underscore fet. Our Instagram for Long Time Ago Radio is at LTA underscore radio. Facebook.com slash radio. We'll post the uh, story motion things that they did for those uh, missing episodes for Clone Wars. The, the animatics following the, uh, the post of this episode. So that way, in case you want to start you know, doing a little research, you can watch those. Now, just remember, they're really rough. So they may not even move their mouths or turn when they talk. So it's kind of funky, but they're fun to watch. 
Yeah, that's cool for like a, you know, if you're interested in the process of making these shows, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yay. Cool. Cool. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys in two weeks and goodbye. May the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Bye.